Welcome to Rope Access Tips, Tricks and Chats. As always, I'll be your host Lee Greenwood and I'd like to say welcome to this episode. This week we're going to have a bit of a chat about the chest ascender, the crow, as some of you will call it, being used as a point of attachment, when it gets used, how it gets used, things like that. As always, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, please do. Uh, We're going live every Tuesday, Sydney time, 9am, so definitely click the bell for the notifications. Let your friends know about it. If they're into rope access, they may find something they like on the channel. Let's crack straight on into um, chest ascender as a point of attachment. Well, it's been uh, discussed. I had the, um, the discussion last week on a training course. Normally happens sort of mid Monday morning for most courses. Uh, maybe Monday afternoon, sometimes Tuesday morning. Is the chest ascender and the hand ascender, are they half a point each? So let's address that one first and we'll uh, then move forward on to some other stuff that I want to chat about. So I'm sure some of you are shouting at your radios right now or you're shouting at your phone that you're listening to. Um, is it half a point? Is it not half a point? Uh, here's my take on it. And I'll talk about the story that I know as well. So my take on it is if I have my chest ascender attached to the rope and I'm sitting on it and I'm not moving, that is my point of attachment. I've got my handle descender, my hand ascender above it. Uh, hopefully it's on a cow's tail, some sort of lanyard. So if I do take it off, I don't drop it and it ends up falling to the ground. But I don't actually have any weight on that hand ascender. It's just sitting there. It's not a connection point at all all of the weights on my chest ascender and then if I'm going to be moving up the ropes I'd put I'd make sure I've got my hand ascender on and then as I stand in my foot loop then move the chest ascender up the rope you may get a small amount of slack I'm sure you've all seen that you stand up it doesn't go through enough and so there may be sort of you know three four hundred mil of slack and you then pull the rope through so at some stage it may be unweighted but then you pull it through or you sit back down on it and then it's weighted again Where I believe the half a point came from, I haven't got any names to mention on this, but the story I was told, there was an instructor, trainer running a course, I think it was in the UK many, many years ago, 20 maybe plus years ago, something like that. And he had a load of new level ones and they kept putting their chest ascender on but not putting their hand ascender on. So he said to them, treat it as half a point. So if you put your chest ascender on, Attach your hand ascender so the two half points make the whole point. Um, That's where I believe it came from. It then turned into this urban myth that was running around that it was only half of a point of attachment. I know that the ARAA and some people in Sprat ran along with that for quite a long time. I know there was people in Irata who were talking about it as well. The uh, question I always ask with this is if I'm then going to do a rescue, so I'm going to rescue somebody who's hanging on a set of ropes, you know, maybe 10, 20 metres below me, and I need to get some sort of rope attached to them so I can haul them up. I would put a hand ascender on and uh, have a carabiner and a rope attached to it with a knot, slide that all the way down to the casualty, and then I would turn that into some sort of hauling system. As I start to haul on that, there's only one tooth device. So is that half a point? I think we'd all agree that it's not. It's a point of attachment because it's weighted just like the crawl would be if it was the other way around. So um, maybe if it's the right way up, it's half a point. If you turn it up the other way, it's a full point. Who knows? So um, for me, 
no, no such thing as half a point. You know, you can't be half pregnant. It's either a point or it's not a point. There's no real in-between on that. But that sort of moves me on to the next thing that we're going to talk about, which is uh, during a rescue, I'm doing an intervention rescue. I'm going to go way back to when I first started doing rope access, how I was taught, how I taught a lot of people back in the early 2000s. So we've got to try and imagine this one. We've got a casualty hanging on the ropes and they're on their chest ascender and they've got a backup device, whether it's a, a duck, an ASAP, it doesn't really matter. They've sensibly got their hand ascender on above their chest ascender as well. I need to go and do an intervention rescue. Something's happened to them. So pretty standard on a level two or level three course. Um, hopefully not standard out on site, but there's no other ropes. It's just that one set of ropes. So I'm going to ascend up their backup line, which is pretty standard, and their working line will be my backup. I then get to the casualty. And what we used to do back in the day, we'd only have one backup device. It was a shunt back then. And so to be able to move that past the casualty, we would uh, clip a cow's tail into the casualty and then we would remove our backup device and place it above the casualty. As we do that, we have a point of attachment. It's our casualty and our casualty is hanging on a chest ascender. So is that a point of attachment? We have a weighted chest ascender with a cow's tail that could be anything between you know, 60 centimetres to a metre long. If I, at that point, I had a mainline failure on my main working line, which is a casualties backup line, I'm then going to fall onto the casualty and I'm going to fall onto that chest ascender. So um, not sure if that's ideal. I know some very basic uh, drop tests were done many years ago where it was identified that with a one metre long cow's tail with 100 kilos hanging on the chest ascender and another 100 kilos dropped onto it, it ripped through the sheaf and things fell quite a distance. Um, not saying that that's a foolproof test, but we sort of moved away from it as an industry. And as many of you all know now, we take two backup devices with us. When we get to the casualty, we put another backup above and we take the one off below, just treating it like a getting past the set of knots, so there's no contact in there. So we've avoided that, which is awesome. But now we're above the casualty and we're going to decide to do some sort of you know, counterbalance or we may be using some sort of uh, two-to-one pig rig type setup. But we're going to be lifting the casualty up. If we're going to do a counterbalance, whether it's with some silly string or a foot loop or a sling, what uh, you find a lot of people do there is they will then attach a cow's tail to the casualty to get one connection. And then they will attach one or a couple of carabiners um, from themselves, so from their descender, which they've got onto on, onto the casualty, normally onto the casualty's chest. It's what happens a lot of the time. So there's two connections onto the casualty. They will then do their counterbalance, stand up, lift the casualty up, remove their chest ascender. But the question is, is that a correct point of attachment or is that a discrepancy? I know there have been IRADA assessors that have started handing out discrepancies for having that connection into the into the casualty. So, um, and I, I just want to go through the list of minors and majors, and let's have a look and see where it may fall under. I'm not sure if it does. If I'm looking on the minor discrepancies list, just looking at it here, point L, excessive slack in connection to an ascending device used as a point of attachment major if critical so this is minors or minor discrepancies but it could be a major if it's critical 
So I've got my backup device on. I'm assuming nice and high because I'm a sensible, well-trained rope access technician. So that's one point of attachment. And then on the other rope, I have my descender. So there's my two points of attachment. So I don't have a ascending device being used as my point of attachment because I have two other points. It's just another attachment point. If I had a mainline failure, I could fall onto the two carabiners or the one carabiner. So that's going to be a fall of less than, you know, what, three, 400 mil with that, depending on where it's positioned. So that's a lot less than when I stand up on my chest ascender ascending traditionally and it goes slack and then I pull the rope through so I could potentially fall further in just a normal manoeuvre. So I'm not sure if it falls into the uh, into the minors. Um, having a look at the major discrepancies, excessive, this is point O on the list I've got here, excessive slack in connection to an ascending device used as a point of attachment. Well, I think we've, uh, we've already covered uh, that one that uh, we have two other points. We don't need to have three points, and it's nobody's point of attachment at that moment when I'm I'm there. Uh, we could drop on to point P. Um, good luck to uh, assessors if they're pulling this one. Critical safety issue as defined by the assessor. Um, maybe you could put it in there, but as the person has two points of attachment, I'm not sure. Is it best practice? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, is it something that I do? Um, no, it's not. But that's just how I uh, run with a uh, crawl rescue. The way that I do a crawl rescue is I will place them onto their descending device below their chest ascender and do the lift using magic string, silly string, uh, slings, foot loop, or even a pig rig, lift them up and then place them onto their descender. So I'm not actually attached to them at all during the whole rescue. But people are doing it with uh, this manner of being connected. So... Um, Assessors potentially could be handing out discrepancies on this. I'm not sure if it falls on the minors or the majors. For me, with the scenario I've just described, I don't think it uh, sits on any of them. But now let's just take it back a step. So uh, let's say we've got a level one. They were doing their basic rescue on assessment day. They're going up to rescue somebody off of their descender. Let's say they headed up their set of ropes, so they've got separate ropes and they clipped a cow's tail into the casualty and a carabiner into the casualty, but they'd forgotten to remove the, their chest ascender. So is that a minor or major discrepancy? Because now the casualty has this chest ascender as a point of attachment, or do they? Because they're on two separate ropes anyway. If there's a mainline failure, nobody's going to be falling onto a tooth device because we've got backup devices you know there's four points with two connections between everybody so i'm not sure how that one would work or do we say that on a level one they're allowed to do it and on a level two and three they're not I'm not sure what the answer is um as i say the method that i use placing the descender on avoids having to get that contact while there's a tooth device involved in the system we do of course then get into other areas let's say we're doing a mid rope transfer so we're halfway between a rope to rope transfer or we're in the uh the lovingly named loop or large re-anchor and we're coming in towards the casualty and they're on their chest ascender that's actually being pulled at an angle so it's being pulled at a 45 degree angle manufacturer most of the chest ascenders say that you need to have another uh, attachment on there so a hand ascender as well because 
historically they have potentially come out of the rope in that configuration if we then clip into them as we're coming towards them is that even worse because the device could come off and then we're clipping in the being a point of attachment i believe all of these can be avoided with some nicely placed uh, backup devices utilizing the second backup device treating the casualty just like a normal changeover taking them from their chest ascender onto their descender before you get any connections so i think it can all be avoided that way but that's what i just sort of wanted to chat about with the crawl being a point of attachment especially during these rescue scenarios i'm not sure what assessors have been out there giving discrepancies on this whether it falls into the list um not sure if any complaints have gone in against anybody whether they're going to have to justify their reasoning um be interesting to see that's uh that's what i've got for you this week guys as always uh subscribe to the podcast tell your friends let them know that we've uh, got some tips tricks and chats happening here but anyway for now stay safe i'll see you soon cheers cheers